What's up, guys? Welcome to the Floaty Cast. I am Steven Maxlow. Today, I'm going to be by myself, but episode 25 is still going to be really good. I'm super excited for this episode. Um, as far as news and stuff like that, though, one big thing I wanted to touch on. Honestly, I was just going to drop the interview, but we have to we have to talk about this. Like this is this is a big deal. So we're going to get into this, and then, like I said, the interview is going to be the sole purpose of this episode today it is the holidays that's why the homies aren't here it's just me but without further ado guys if you haven't heard battle styles has been announced new game mechanic uh this is probably what was going to get announced at worlds if we had it but hey spoiler alert COVID happened so that being said Rapid Strike and Single Strike Urshifu has been announced with a plethora plethora of support for it um, for those who don't know, now you know, it's here. But we're going to start with the single strike stuff. I want to go over the, these things because it's going to be really big. I think it's going to honestly, honestly, I think it's going to, you know, diversify the meta. It's going to make it more balanced, I guess. But anyway, without further ado, let's talk about sing single strike Urshifu VMAX. Uh, for three colorless, it does beat down for a hundred. Fine, uh, you hit weakness Pokemon for a hundred. Uh, well, not a hundred. It does a hundred, but you hit it for two hundred if it's weak to fighting. Um, and there's a uh, two Pokemon very prevalent in the meta that uh, are weak to fighting. We'll get to that. Uh, and G Max one blow for two hundred and seventy damage. And for three fighting in a colorless, you do 270. You discard all energy from this Pokemon. This attack does damage, isn't affected by any effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. So it swings at Zamazentas as a VMAX. That's pretty big. Uh, it swings at the, uh, what is it? Decidueye or Altaria, stuff like that. The safeguard Pokemon. Um, 330 HP, pretty beefy. And weakness to Psychic, however comma in the update like before rotation it does have access to jirachi gx um because jirachi says it's uh it removes all psychic weak pokemon so you can play one jirachi gx and that would help out a lot against the mew mews you could play power plant but it also makes dragapult can play power plant too and uh, so it can shut off Jirachis and actually take multi-prizes on Jirachis. So that's pretty big. Um, Dragapult with these decks, we'll get into it a little bit more, but I could see Dragapult seeing a lot more play when these guys are legal. But we're not talking about Dragapult. We're talking about Single Strike Urshifu. So, 270, it does take four energies to power this thing up. But Single Strike Urshifu V has a pretty sick, Go second attack and laser focus. Uh, search your deck for two fighting energy cards and attach them to this Pokemon, then shuffle your deck. So you attach an energy, laser focus. Now you got three on this dude. Um, it has impact blow for two fighting and a colorless. It does 180, but you can't use it again. Uh, it says one shot Pikaroms and Eternatus V Max is pretty much um, super good you can honestly do laser focus and bring out galarian surfetched with it to do the 200 um that's pretty good you could do that 
the other rapid strike Pokemon that was, or not, we're talking about single strike. I'm sorry. There was two single strike Pokemon that were announced as well. Well, actually three. I forgot Taran Tar V, but spoiler alert, he sucks. Uh, Houndoom, search your deck for a single strike energy card and attach it to one of your single strike Pokemon. Then shuffle your deck if you do put two damage counters. This is pretty good. It's a stage one. Uh, so he's kind of easy to get out. And then there's Embor. Well, I shouldn't say he's easy. It could clunk your deck up. You're playing two stage ones. But there's a supporter card that we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, and then there's Embor single strike. It does 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon if you get it out. And then you can play this supporter card. I talk about this too because there's a supporter card. It's called a Mustard Single Strike Stance. You guys may have heard of a Maxi's Hidden Ball Trick or Archie's uh, Ace in a Hole. That's right, right? Yeah. So, Mustard Single Strike Stance. You can only play this card. If it's the last card in your hand, search your deck for a Single Strike Pokemon and put it onto your bench. Draw five cards. Sounds familiar. It's those two supporters I told you about from way back in Nam. Uh, super good at Maxi's Evil Tall, Archie's Blastoise, Archie's Stoice. But... You can use this instead of going from your grave, you find them in your deck, which is pretty good. So like if you got let's theory craft here a little bit. You got two embors, you can go grab an embor from your deck, put them on the bench. Now your G Max one blow is doing 270, or beatdown is doing 130. Sounds like you can Oko a Picaron with that for just three a vanilla three energy cost beatdown. Uh, not a big deal. And then Houndoom, you can use, get a couple of him out. You could play like maybe, I don't know, a 3-3 three, three Houndoom, Houndour line, maybe. And then you can use, uh, Mustard Man, Mr. Dijon himself, single strike, to find you some Houndooms if you need it. So you can continuously attach energy cards you can play a couple of this vitality jar choose up to two single strike energy cards in your discard pile since you're discarding them with uh the g max one blow attack and shuffle them in, into your deck recycle them rinse and repeat you need to take two or three knockouts anyway so you need to do this attack three times it's a little expensive i'm not gonna lie and it has has some fringe play i guess um but it could be really good. Oh, Tyranitar V. It does Cragalanch for 60. It's not good. I don't really want to talk about it, honestly. So Vitality Jar is pretty good. Oh, by the way, Single Strike Energy. I was talking about you do 30 more damage. But Single Strike Energy, if you attach it to Single Strike Pokemon, it provides a Dark or a Fighting Type and Fighting Type but only one at a time. And your attacks do 20 more. So, as I said... Beatdown turns into 130 plus those energies. It's 120 plus the Embor if you can get it out. It's plus 50. And if you get multiple of those things out, you could do one. Let's say you have three out. So 160 plus 30. You're doing 190 for three energies. Not bad. Not bad. Sounds like you're Oko and Eternatus is without discarding energy. So that's, that's where we're at with this guy. Uh, also... Fun fact, since he's if you play Jirachi, he's pretty hard to Oko. 
there's this tool card. It's called Raging Scroll. If you attach it to a single strike Pokemon for one fighting energy, you're doing Outrage. It does 10 plus 10 damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon for one fighting energy. So one single strike energy and you're doing 20 plus 20. So 10 plus 20 is 30. And then another 30 if you have an Embor out. You're doing... Let's say somebody does 300 damage to you. You're doing 330 for one energy. That's kind of insane. It You know, he's hard to Oko. But uh, just the, the mechanic of all these cards working together for one goal is pretty sick. Pretty sick, if you ask me. Um, I'm a fan. Oh, and Tower of Darkness. Let's not forget. Uh, discard a single strike card and draw two cards. Not bad. It's a stadium, but it's okay okay uh i think martial arts dojo would be a lot better honestly because that gives you 10 more damage you add on and then if you're down on prizes plus 40 since you're not an ultra beast that's super good um so there's that there's that to think about but what i think the stronger of the two is is the rapid strike dudes um Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX, I think, is really, really strong. <laughs> I do. Because it's got two retreat costs, and it's got an attack that for one fighting energy, you do 30 or you do thirty plus 120 if you move it into the active that turn. So, hello, Glossopod GX. <laughs> Pretty much the same. Um... It's really good. <laughs> like, I think this one's the best one. Because, like, if you just switch into it, your Oko and Pikaroms, Raichu, Raichus, you're not quite Oko and, um, what's it called? Eternatus, because you're only doing uh, 300 total. But its second attack, which is insane with this, is, like, I was th thinking about this on stream the other day. You go into this, right? You switch out, boss into a pivot Pokemon. You boss up another Eternatus VMAX, and then you swing into that one with a non, because he'll get 270 on this or whatever. And you swing into a, uh, with a fresh Urshifu VMAX into another one if they have two out. And then you do GMAX Rapid Flow, which discard all energy, and this attack does 120 to two of your opponent's Pokemon, you just take six prizes on turn three. Like, that's fine. Well, turn four, I guess. But, I mean, they're not Oko and you, so why not? Like, just like the skill, I feel like the skill cap on this deck would be insane just because of all the moving pieces you got. And I didn't even get into some of the other Rapid Strike cards yet. We're about to. Uh, Minshaw. For spinning whip, it does 90, and then your opponent's active Pokemon is confused, and then shuffle this Pokemon and all attach cards into your deck. Fine, whatever. Uh, probably, honestly, uh, you play Minshaw by itself and with dolls, I think. on it, It's like a deck and cover, but it confuses your active, so then they got to find a way to switch out, and they're not taking prizes. Pretty good. I think Minshaw is pretty good. Uh, Octillery? Octillery is insane too. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for a Rapid Strike card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. You can't use more than one Rapid Strike. So you can only do this once. So you just get one Octillery on the board. 
and uh, just just uh, find the pieces you're looking for. And then Empoleon V, this one's a little suspect uh, because as long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, your opponent's basic Pokemon in play have no abilities except for Pokemon with a rule box. So if it's a basic, that's not a Pokemon V, a Pokemon GX, a Prism Star, it has no abilities. So essentially it shuts off Zigzagoons, it shuts off Orangaroos, um, it shuts off um, Jirachis, the Amazing Rare Jirachi, and then the, the old faithful Stellar Wish Jirachi. It shuts off those things, but that's it. Um, but it does have a nice attack here. Uh, a pretty juicy one. Swirling Slice, moving energy from this Pokemon to one of your bench Pokemon. Uh, for And it's 160, so like... We think back to Y Cyclone on Evil Tall EX. Um, you move the double colorless dude. Well, it's not double color, but the rapid strike energy that provides two energy at a time, a water and a fighting. So you move one of those off of it and onto an Urshifu. Um, and plus he's water type. So those fire Pokemon is doing 260 damage to fire Pokemon, which is really good. I mean, he is weak to electric, but... You got coverage with that because, you know, you're a rapid striker, Shifu VMAX. It's, I mean, it, it could be really good and it could be bad. Who knows? But those are the Pokemon for that. Rapid Strike, some of its supporting cast. Mustard Rapid Strike Stance, same thing. It's uh, the water version or the Rapid Strike version of the, what was it? The Single Strike Stance uh, Mustard Dude. Uh, you can only play it if you don't have any cards in your hand and then put a rapid strike Pokemon from your discard pile. Oh, this one's discard pile. I thought the, the other one's deck. Yeah. So this one's the discard pile. I, I'm not sure if this one's better or if, uh, rapid strike wants to play this. I mean, maybe if they take out your auxiliary or you discard it, you could just get it from your discard pile and put it onto your bench and then you draw five cards. It's a pretty good, like... Archies and Maxis saw a lot of play, like, in certain decks, and I think these can, too. Um, you know, we'll not sleep on them, but the interest, <laughs> the item card that I find very interesting, though, is Billowing Fan. Return a special energy attached to one of your opponent's Pokemon to the bottom of their deck. <laughs> so imagine, like, Eternatus players are like, oh my god, there's, there's Urshifus everywhere, like... What do we do? Oh, let's play weakness guard energy so we don't have to deal with it. And then like, so you play the weakness guard energy and then go, and they go billowing fan and then just one shot, <laughs> one shot your, uh, your, uh, opponent or your Eternatus VMAX. It's insane. <laughs> it's really insane. And then the, uh, the tool card here is Whirlpool Scroll. Uh, it does for fighting colorless, colorless Whirlpool Dream. If it's attached to your Rapid Strike Pokemon, it does 30 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. That pairs really well with... It's a little expensive, but that pairs really well with um, that uh, Rapid Flow because it does 120. So you do 30 to everything like uh, Flying Flip Coco. And then... Uh, except that was 20 to each. But you do 30 to everything, maybe once or twice, and then you clean up kills with rapid flows so that's pretty good too 
Uh, unfortunately, though, you're discarding all your energy with that. So, like, that's a game winner thing because there's no, unlike um the single strike, there's no uh energy recovery. You don't shuffle energy back. However, the Tower of Water Stadium is really good. It's really good. <laughs> the retreat cost of each of your rapid strike Pokemon in play is two colorless less. So free retreaters all aboard. It, it activates the Gale Thrust attack really well. It, and uh, yeah, <laughs> all of the rapid strike Pokemon I've that have been announced have two retreat or less. So free retreaters across the table. That's really good. I'm not going to lie. That's really good. I'm super excited for these new cards to come out. Um, and then in the trailer, the trailer was awesome. Like one of the most well done thematic trailers I've ever seen. So I'm excited. And what was cool is they show other Pokemon. So you already know there's going to be more stuff announced. Like uh, they show Blaziken for Rapid Strike and Zeraora. And they also show Galarian Surfetched and Thunderous. They also show Cinderace and Rillaboom, but they announced those, and those cards are kind of not good. So I'm excited to see what the other one... Uh, bro, just imagine if they have a Zero Aura that's hype. That would be insane. Or like a single strike Galarian Surfetched. Like, what's that? What's, what's Homeboy going to do? Or this Thunderous in the back, bro. Like, what are they going to... Or is that... Is that Tornadus? No, it's Tornadus. I'm sorry. It's Tornadus. But imagine if those cards are good. I'm excited. I'm so excited for, for this set. It's going to be super awesome. Oh, wait. They got other cards. Like, you look at the, uh, like the little promo poster things. They got... You see a Kecleon in it. A Dugtrio. A Luxray. And that's for Rapid Strike. And then Single Strike has Lycanroc. You see Galarian Farfetch. And then a Mawile and a Primate. Bro, it's going to be super good. Super good. I'm really excited. And I'm 100% looking forward to this set. Uh, it's kind of put me on a uh, little bit of a burnout. I'm not going to lie. It's got me on a little bit of a burnout on Pokemon. We're still doing the team challenge. Don't worry. Uh, and I'm still following, following the game. Like I'm not out of it. Uh, I just, I just like, I want to try other stuff until the new set comes out. Cause I'm really excited about it. So that is that, that is rapid strike and single strike guys. Let me know what you guys think about it. Let me know. I, I want to know what you guys think of rapid strike and single strike. I've been looking around the Twitters. A lot of people love it. And then there's some guys who think it's not going to be that good. I don't know, man. I don't think Pokemon would put on a show just for it to not be that good. So I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried. I think Urshifu's going to come in and come in hot, bro. He's like that dude in the back, like just like pumping his chest. Like I'm ready to go, bro. Put me in coach. Put me in. I'm going to make some noise here. So I'm super excited, super excited. But enough of that. That's the set and our interview today. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. We got on the, I want to call it the founding father. Like if there was a Mount Rushmore of Pokemon podcast, this guy would have his face on it. <laughs> 
Mr. SBJ Steve from the PKMN cast came on this channel today, and I'm super excited to bring this interview for you guys because he delivered. It was an awesome, a blast to have this man, an honor and a privilege. Even though he doesn't like his hometown, Milwaukee, as much as I loved it when I was up there, um, I was super excited to have him on. But I'm not going to talk too much longer. We're just going to throw it over to him. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Ladies and gentlemen, it is a pleasure, an honor. Uh, this guy we have on today, I guess I kind of idolize. We're not really idolized, but he's like an icon to my track record and history of starting podcasts. I listened to him uh, a while back and I was like, man, I want to do something like that. Uh, this man's been doing this for, I, I hope I get this right, like 10 years or so. Incredibly yeah. long time. <laughs> And uh, he covers everything. Uh, I heard him talk about being a part of the trading card game. So, you know, we're the Flow T-Cast. That's what we do here, trading cards. And also, he's from Milwaukee as well. I got a lot of questions about that. Uh, but without further ado, guys, it's the PKMN cast himself, Mr. SBJ Steve. How you doing, my mans? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh. I, uh, I'm excited. I didn't... The Milwaukee stuff, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well... A little, a little history on my end is I was stationed in, Mil uh, not Milwaukee, but uh, Great Lakes, Illinois. So it was like an hour south. Um, but I used to go to Milwaukee all the time. Like there's some sleeper places that I wanted to see if you know about yeah. them. Uh, it, it has up some ups and downs. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, it's like my second favorite. I call it like a sleeper city. I guess Nashville is my first, but it's kind of blowing up. So I guess it doesn't count anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> It was my hidden gem for the longest time, but not anymore. Um, yeah. Some like things I loved about Milwaukee, like, you know, the, the concert venue, the rave Eagles ballroom. I, I do. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, I love that. Place. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that, that, I remember like right before I left that area, I went like four weekends in a row. Every time I would go to a concert, they'd give me free tickets to go to the next one. And I was like, God, this place is amazing. I miss it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that neighborhood is weird and not great, and no, parking it's, is a nightmare. And... Yeah, that is true. That we, I'd always get a hotel room out there. <laughs> I never dealt with yeah. the parking, but um, and then like some other places, like some restaurants, I really enjoyed was like Comet Cafe. Have you ever ate there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been to Comet. Yeah, I love that place. And Blue Egg, I think that's the name of it. Yeah, I'm lukewarm on Blue Egg. Lukewarm. It's like I just remember their hash being so good. <laughs> yeah, they have they they have pretty good food, and I would definitely recommend it to anyone who visited Milwaukee for sure. Uh, it's just like it's really expensive for what you get. I mean, like that's true. Usually, going out for breakfast is like eight ten bucks, and you can make breakfast at home for like two bucks. But Blue Egg is like that same breakfast for like fourteen. <laughs> 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 that's true that's true i just Bro, why does that why does that explain first watch <laughs> like what first watch do you, guys, do you guys not know what first watch is no wait is that a, wait for, are you for real yeah, is that a florida thing no what i mean i think it actually originated in california oh no i'm but not it's a, made its way to florida i'm not as cool as it's you like a bonus. breakfast brunch place anyways the whole point is is it's like you overpay for what you're getting yeah uh, absolutely <laughs> yeah that, that's blue egg in a nutshell 
Um, I can't believe I'm alone here. But he's like, that's watch. first that's watch. So weird. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just messing with me. No, bro. I don't know. I don't know that place. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. But I, I All do, right. Well, moving on. I do. Also, I miss about Milwaukee was uh, back when they were terrible at basketball. Like tickets were like thirteen dollars for borderline, <laughs> borderline court side. I went to Pistons Bucks game out there, and it was like twenty six bucks. It's <laughs> like this oh, is man. this is what's up. But that yeah, was, that seems right. <laughs> yeah, it's weird seeing them be good. I don't know if you're a sports yeah. guy or not, but it's really. I'm not, but uh, my my taxes think I'm a sports guy since I have to now pay for that new stadium that they built. <laughs> oh man! They built a new stadium out there. Yeah, yeah. I think we're still paying for the uh, the Brewer Stadium too. That's oh, like 20 years on our taxes. God, that's horrible. Yeah, that's gonna, okay, that's maybe Milwaukee is not as fun. We won't talk about it too much. <laughs> Just like you build sport things and then add it to our taxes. <laughs> so uh, uh, I guess the first question I have to ask, and I, I'm sure every time you come on, you get this. What exactly got you into podcasting or and Pokemon in general, I should ask? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Um, so I, I did the whole thing where I missed like a certain generation of Pokemon. Like uh, I feel like most adults have that that we missed one generation whether it was like three four or five i feel like a lot of people it's for five it's five but for me it was three uh i missed all of three uh because that was like my like late middle school early high school thing where yeah that, uh, four know, pokemon was, was <laughs> pokemon was uncool so uh senior senior year of high school my friend was like hey we should get diamond and pearl and i was like what yeah i'm <laughs> sure i get whatever yeah sweet yeah if you want to get it i'll get it uh, it feels like the cool thing to do as a senior in high school, right? Like, oh, let's play something from our childhood, all, all retro now. Um, so when I picked up Diamond and Pearl, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I like pushed this aside for a couple of years. And then when I and then between that time, I got into podcast. And then when Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver were coming out, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait for all these video game podcasts to talk about Pokemon because I was listening to like the general, you know, there were so many, like a general Nintendo podcast, general video game podcast, uh, like IGN had a bunch of podcasts. So I was listening to all those, and then none of those podcasts talked about Pokemon at all. And I was like, what? Like they've talked about like Monster Hunter and like all these other like kind of like low key games, but they all just skipped over Pokemon. And I was like, well, somebody has to be talking about Pokemon out there. So I went to iTunes. Uh, and I typed in Pokemon podcast and like three shows popped up and like two of them doesn't, don't even exist anymore. Um, and the other one was like pretty inconsistent. And I thought I was like some big shot, like 20. I think I was like 22 when I started the show. I was like, I know everything about Pokemon. I'm so good at battling. Uh, like in retrospect, I, I was a Pokemon fan, but I didn't know that much as much as I thought I did. But that's that's how I got into podcasting. Like I just I consumed so many podcasts when I was younger, and then I searched for a Pokemon podcast, and there weren't really any. Um, so I started one, and uh, now podcasting is very different than it was ten years ago. <laughs> now there's a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, bunch of yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so weird you say that that there was nobody talking about Pokemon back then. Like especially now, you hear it all the time. Whether it's critics, you know flaming the thing or whatever it is it's always like a hot topic it feels like do we think that pokemon go has a lot to do with that oh like, yeah 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 absolutely. 
that was like my biggest podcast spike ever was the week Pokemon <laughs> came out like triple listenership instantly jesus um i blew was, you up that put you on the map my man <laughs> <laughs> well I was, I was doing full time before pokemon go came out so <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a smart business plan then <laughs> yeah yeah was, a, uh, a futures look you were sitting down and you were like you know what pokemon go is gonna or they're gonna come out with something I'm gonna blow up. It's gonna be great. I would, I would say <laughs> that most. Great. I would say that like 98 percent of content creation is not is like hard work and like consistency and like being, like being good, like being entertaining, right? Especially in like a podcast situation, um, and like the, there is like there is luck, and that was definitely like that was an instance of like luck, right? Like yeah, for Niantic sure. Niantic decided to make partner with the Pokemon company, make this game. No one thought it was going to be successful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then it took over the the summer. And because of that, people sought, uh, sought out my show. So that was the, I had the foundation already laid. Yeah. That, hey, sometimes, sometimes that's all it takes, honestly. And I mean, that's, that's super cool. I hope that I wish Pokemon would come out with something even more rad, I guess. <laughs> like bigger than, and then they'll be oh, like, oh, they they did. What? They, they no. called it Pokemon Masters. No, what they do is they come out with a new PTCGO client that's like as that good as that, that's as good as MTG Arena, and all these like people who collect cards are like, oh, I want to play, and then like they find the floaty cast. That's, that'll be that'll be my <laughs> moment. <laughs> that is still like one of the things I I actually hope. I mean, some people want. You know, people always want remakes of old games, whether that's like Gen 2 or Gen 4 or Gen 3, whatever. Well, we got Gen 3 recently. Um, and like, I'm sure it'll do well. Like, I'm sure if they made like a Gen 2 or a 4 remake, it would sell, you know, 15 million copies or whatever. But I feel like if they were to put the efforts in and make a new PTCGO client with like the ability to purchase packs um, and the ability to import your cards and like, I feel like in the long run, that would be so healthy for everyone who cares about the trading card game and getting uh, new people in. Absolutely. I feel like if it was more, if it was something you could actually showcase and, you know, really advertise it, because honestly, even at the root of things, there's not really an advertisement for it other than, you know, the little play icon at the top of the website and then like codes, I think. You don't see like ads for it at all. Yeah. And uh true. But at the same time, it's probably the only free to play thing I know of that really doesn't cost money that, to but, get but into. No, but like that's the problem though. It is not free to play because you can't even play PTCGO unless you have codes. Not really. I mean you can you could it, it'll take a long time, but you could start the game and just earn coins. I mean, you could get your free theme deck and just grind the yeah. theme deck ladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then eventually yeah. build a semi-competitive something. Then you go into those tournaments and then you beat them and get unlocked packs and stuff. But Bro, you're also... You are... <laughs> you, you are... I, Look, I, man, I looked at no. my statistics <laughs> and I played 36 days worth on that thing. So, like... <laughs> well, like... I'll take anything. <laughs> Like the Pokemon Company International, like they're not, they're not dumb. Like they know that people are going to eBay or or third party shops and they're buying code cards and stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like the those those people are double dipping and that's fine. I mean, that's smart for them, right? They they open the packs, they sell the cards, they sell the code cards separately, they get their money. I don't blame them for doing it. They got to make a living. But I, even if they were like more expensive, I would rather just buy them right in the app. I don't like instead of like going to eBay, finding a seller, waiting like 24 hours for them to email me the codes. Then I got to copy and paste them all like I it, agree. it's fine. But like I will pay for convenience. I will. Just, oh, absolutely. Me, I would, too. Let me buy. Absolutely. A, let me just buy 100 packs in the game and whatever. Let, let me just open them. They do like was it like one code for like I don't know ninety nine cents or something you know with the okay that would be absurd hold on and you think ninety nine cents is too cheap do I think for one or two for like wait no like ninety nine cents for like a boost dig a digital only booster pack I think yeah. I I think if Pokemon were to let let you buy like if you were gonna buy it within the game I think it would be nine like I feel like that would be the price of one. I think that's too expensive, but like I think that's what they would do. As you guys call it, the Pokemon tax would be real on it. But like, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I think a dollar would be okay. I, I but I feel like they would charge two bucks, honestly. Oh, for really? one pack, <laughs> yeah. Two bucks for, oh my god! But, but like what I was thinking is like they do like that, and then like forty four ninety nine or something for like fifty codes, and then like seventy five bucks for a hundred or something. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, like I mean, the, that's how like every microtransaction yeah. is like, the more you spend, the like cheaper it yeah. is. And then <laughs> only like, 75 bucks. And you're like, oh, yeah. so I could get 200 codes for $150, and then your bank account's overdrafted, and your wife's <laughs> coming after you. Hey, you know, happens. <laughs> but no, if they did something like that, and then, you know, pump money into the product, and then like, you know, there'd be more resources to build a better client. Because I like if there was a better client and then they had that like in-game store, I'd be all for it. I really would. Yeah, well, we, we talked about this on, on my show that like Direwolf Digital, the, the people who make the PTCGO client, like they're not they're not bad developers. Like they've made really Absolutely. good stuff. Um, And so like even and we they recently tweeted that like a lot of things we can't do are because of our partners, a.k.a. the Pokemon company. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. No, I I agree. I listen. Why does that not surprise me in the least? Because like Pokemon is like the the Disney of video games, (laughs) like they're so strict on their brand. Yeah, you want to know so funny, like, because this is only funny because right before we started this, Maxwell and I were talking about how I've been, like, getting touch don't and go back it. into Yu-Gi-Oh. Don't say <laughs> it. <laughs> no, don't say it. He's playing another but, card game that we don't but, talk about. I feel, but I feel like PTC or TPCI is, like, starting to act more like Konami in the sense that, like, they're more worried about the money they're making than the happiness of their community. Right? Does that kind of feel like what's happening or is it just me i feel like i f- i feel like if you're a pokemon player in japan you are probably really happy yes 100 uh, percent. and um so i i've heard i've heard like rumors i've heard from a person from a person from a person right i don't want to get anyone in trouble that like when when the western audience when the western people that are in charge of things want to do something uh, they have to report back to japan Okay. And, and Japan doesn't understand some of the culture things. Here's a really dumb example. There's there's a there's a night and day difference if you go to their Twitter when they started started using emojis in their tweets. 
like go back to a certain date and then everything before that is there's not a single emoji <laughs> and then all of a sudden like every one of their tweets now have has emojis i never even wow. noticed that yeah that's weird that's... it's like little it's like little subtle things um that you can like see that's like has has helped over the years i mean just go back uh, and a more obvious thing is just go back on their twitter their english twitter like four years ago it was the most boring bland sterile thing in the entire world um and now it's now they they have like scheduled tweets and they're really funny and they're like memeing and stuff um but they have to from my understanding the the people in the us or the uk have to fight really hard with the people over at japan because they have the final say on things that makes uh, yeah, that makes a sense. ton of sense. And I mean, even with that, the TCG, there's no there's no online client over there. They have no codes. There's no online client. They play everything in store uh, or at tournaments because they have Pokemon centers scattered throughout. And must so be nice. They, they don't. Have, well, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like I would love to like be able <laughs> to find something local and play. Well, besides with the pandemic stuff. Um, but I I would imagine that that's the that's the issue right there right like oh you you want us to look you want us to approve something for your English game well we don't have time for that because that doesn't affect our core yeah. audience here in Japan not that yeah. like Japan is like their only audience I mean they're a worldwide brand but um th there's definitely culture shock between J Japan and the rest of the world oh for sure True. for sure. Uh, so I have to ask this, you know, since we are a TCG podcast, what are your thoughts on ADP in the format right now? Oh, <laughs> I I ask know. everybody. <laughs> I hate you, Maxlow. I feel like the, the, the problem is like if ADP goes away, then somebody just complains. Then there's just something else we complain about. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah, this, that's, that's Pokemon in a nutshell, bro. Yeah. Well, that's like all metas, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, uh, I always laugh because I hear people complain about ADP all the time. And I'm like, when Zorark was in the format that y'all love so much, y'all were complaining about that. Like, Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of Zorark. What? Um, I mean, I, I, I started playing with uh, with Reshiram Typhlosion Wait, uh, in black and white. Yeah, like Typhlosion Prime, right? Was that was that what he, it was? Like yes, the Heart Gold? I think, so, uh, yeah, Heart Gold Soul Silver Typhlosion that like, um, did it grab energy from the discard, I think? I have no idea. That was before my time. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it I think it just grabbed it, I think the Typhlosion grabbed energy for Reshiram because Reshiram was hitting 120 and every Pokemon in the game was 120. Well, that was that was when every Pokemon was 120 HP, I think, except for Wailord was like 180. And then um, Reshiram and Zekrom debuted and they were 130. And that's what started the power creep. Oh, that makes sense. I could imagine. So I'm like, I'm like visualizing when those cards came out and everybody's like, oh, my God. Those things have 130 my, HP. That's insane. My favorite thing right now, and has been for like the past month, is uh oh, I guess it's been longer than a month. Anyways, is the fact that everyone's been complaining about ADP, and then Pokemon's like, oh, by the way, here's this sweet starter deck with ADP in it. Oh, and <laughs> Here's Rusted Sword after that. <laughs> like, they just don't care. And I, I don't, for, I don't know if it's that I like ADP. So, like, I don't care. But I don't I just know if it's that they don't care. I think it's just 
they, I mean, they know. know. <laughs> they know. Yeah. And then, like, Zacian, I mean, is the poster boy of Sword and Shield. Like, right. as soon as it was announced, they made it known. I mean, he's on the cover. He's, you know, she, well, technically. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I, I'm really Max sorry. Low. She. You're the worst. <laughs> I forgot that that's a Dex entry thing. Yeah, First of the, all, they don't the, even have it. The genderless. They ones. don't. They don't have. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> they don't have genders, but they they always refer to Zashian as a as a girl. Manaphy's the same way. Um, Manaphy doesn't have a gender, but they always refer to him as a prince. It's like really weird that they do that. All right, she yeah, is the poster girl. <laughs> Get the lore sure. right, please. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, you know. It doesn't shock me at all. That's like the the poster deck of the uh, the format, and they got to make a league yeah. battle deck with V Pokemon. So of course they're gonna pick I mean, Zacian. Yeah, but you could have just like nah, uh, bro. Again, again, <laughs> I want ADP to stay. I'm not like I'm not trying to say why it should be set, uh, banned or whatever. All I'm saying is is like you could still have a Turbo Zacian variant without ADP. Like that is true. doesn't Zacian ADP rotate being... come August anyway? Yeah, absolutely, it does. Oh yeah, it does. But I'm talking back when like all these complaints first started. Oh, so, like, you're right. yeah, like, six it, months ago, uh, eight months ago. No, it was like three, three or four. Three, three or four. Okay, yeah. three or four months ago. Like it's just it was just nonstop. Bro. Uh, it, 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 I couldn't even go on Twitter without seeing like thirty people complaining about ADP. I thought it was hilarious. Just, just oh, like it was, uh, it was fantastic. Just like Steve said, he was like, "What if he was gone? They're just gonna complain about." Something out like Eternatus. Eternatus would be exactly. too ridiculous or something. Um, so yeah, you were talking about you started back when uh, Reshi Flosion was a deck. Um, what were some of your favorite decks you played up until you decided that either A, it was too expensive, or B, you wanted to venture out into something else? I don't... Uh, to be fair, I haven't played a lot of like recent TCGO, so like I don't know how bad ADP is or how annoying it is. The reason I stopped playing was because of a card called Hypnotoxic Laser. Um, <laughs> so that that came out in uh, Plasma Freeze, I believe, was the set, yeah. which was uh, like near the end of Black to White to game wise. Uh, and then Verbank Gym also came out, I think, with that. I think it was like yeah, Hypnotoxic Laser first set, and then the next set was Verbank, and everyone was like, "All right, we're running." Unless they came out at the same time, but I know it was around the same time. Um, so I played, uh, gosh, I played um, the decks that I remember the most was there was a, it was just four Terrakians, four Crushing Hammers, four, um, uh, what's the other hammer called? The other hammer. Enhanced Hammer. And, Enhanced Hammer. Enhanced Hammer. Yeah. And then it was like 40 some fighting energy uh, <laughs> or something weird like that. It wasn't like 40 energy, but it was like a bunch of cards to get you the energy you needed. Uh-huh. And it was just four Terrakian, and uh, all you did was you just retaliated. You just two energy, something gets knocked out, you just retaliate for 140, and you knock out anything in the format except for uh, Waylord, which no one played. Um, so that worked really well because that was also at the same time Darkrai was around. Uh, and then I played a lot of Darkrai Sableye, uh, which ironically also ran for enhanced hammers and four <laughs> crushing <laughs> hammers. And then you would like Sableye Junk Hunt for it back. Uh, I top cut it regionals with that deck. And um, 
then after that, I think the last deck that I really remember playing a lot was uh, Deck and Cover with Aselgore and Mew and then Tropical Beach. You still, um, you still got those beaches? No, I sold them. Oh. <laughs> I, sold them. I was, like, uh, was going to act like you had no idea how much they cost, and I was going to be like, I'll give you $20 for each of those right now. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of so I sold, uh, I bought Tropical Beach for 120 and then I bought another one for 140 and then I sold both of them to a friend who still played 200 um, and they were going for probably the same price by the time I sold. They were going, one was staff and one was like top 16. So respectively, wow. they were going for like 120, 140 anyways. And then they went super up in price um, and I think he sold them for 400 when he decided to leave. And then I think they dropped. And I don't know where they're at now. They're probably uh, more than 200. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know off the top of my head what they are. Uh, like, if I mean, to be honest, if I see a list for expanded and it says it's got beaches in it, I just go to the next one. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this thing like, if I'm testing expanded on PTCGO and somebody drops a beach, I'm like, you got it, bud. Like, <laughs> you, 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 were way, it. you were way too invested in this game for me. Yeah. <laughs> but um that's cool but yeah yeah i i got out um i played a lot of dark cry uh and i play I, yeah that was that was probably my favorite card that was probably my favorite deck that i ever played was like the dark cry sableye and then the variants that came when new sets came out that people added or took away from dark cry uh and then like when hypnotoxic laser came out i just couldn't i was just so I, like i was already fatigued because i was playing like i was hitting up every battle roads every regional every like cities every state every they don't even have like cities or states or battle roads anymore um and my wife was playing with me um so she she was playing her own decks uh and it was like a fun thing we did like we just you know got in a car drove like two hours played a tournament we all like scrubbed out then explored the town and then like came back home and it was like cool uh but then, like, neither of us were having fun with Hypnotoxic Laser. Neither of us were having fun with, like, the Plasma cards. And then, like, every TCG player is like, ah, oh, gosh, I hate the game. Like, blah, blah, I'm quitting. Like, the game is so bad. And then yeah. I, like, I said that. And my friends all laughed. And then, like, I didn't show up for the Battle Roads next <laughs> week. And they were like, where are you? And I was like, no, I said I was done. Like, I'm... <laughs> This wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell, we all go through that all the yeah, time it's like time whether it's like a bad result or it's just money becomes a thing you're just like god why am i spending hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars on this i'm not even enjoying myself that much and yeah yeah it, it would also like suck um like like i remember one of like the worst experiences i had is like my wife and i, I think we drew we drove like four hours to a tournament i don't even remember what it was like lacrosse or something um God, we, we got up at like drive. we got up at like 4 a.m like got in the car at like 4 45 got there at 9 i think tournament started at like 9 30 and then like the first round pairings we were like first to each other i was like cool we spent four hours and so we can play each other so <laughs> one of us gets like instantly not even can't even make top cut now because there's not enough players for one of us to make top cut when when you have one loss and it's like well, this is dumb. <laughs> so, um, I know, I know you've been getting into VGC. Congrats on your uh, players' cup, players' cup two qual for uh, VGC. That was awesome. I I qualified for a TCG. Not a big deal. 
and <laughs> it's right. <laughs> so are you you're going to be playing in the third one, right? That just got Yeah, announced. they just announced that this morning. Yeah. Um, hey, I tell you what, you do TCG this year. I'll do VGC. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Maxwell's gonna get slapped as well. No, I, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I did last time. I'm gonna try both. And uh, as I said, I qualified for TCG. I did horrible with PGC. <laughs> but uh, I would I would probably not be opposed to doing both. It's just they happen to kind of overlap sometimes. Yeah, I think I think uh, what happens is is like if you do, like you can qual for both, but you have to pick one. Yeah, I think that yeah. is that is. Yeah, uh, that is I I didn't know that. Well, like when I went in until after I already got bounced out of the VGC one, they were like, oh, you, uh, you would have had to pick one anyway. And I was like, oh, like, but I mean, if I do both and I qualify for VGC, I'm going for that one because that's something <laughs> it's new and exciting. But, um, yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, I mean, like I, I top cut it, I top cut the biggest regionals that happened at that point in time, which I don't even remember the year of that. It was like 2000 like 13 2014 or whatever i mean obviously regionals are much much bigger now but um i top cutted that regionals i ended up placing um like seventh or something and i performed pretty well uh tcg wise like afterwards like i would consistently like um place top at uh like the battle roads or like the smaller things that they do which like is nothing very fancy right like yeah. you top, uh, like at a battle roads there's like 60 people you top four you get like three booster packs or something dumb like <laughs> sounds <laughs> like, like there's has, nothing ever has league cups here but, now yeah league cups is yeah. what they changed it to yeah um so i i thought it was a pretty okay tcg player and then earlier this year i wanted to get into the vgc just because um uh, I think that that makes really good Twitch content and it's it's just like a change of pace, right? Like you can only shiny hunt so much. You can only speed run so much. You can only like catch so many Pokemon before like you are meant you could be mentally exhausted. So it's like, OK, well, if I had another thing that we can do, like maybe we can do battles this week, shiny hunt next week, you know, it's just uh, like another thing. Right. And people would come in and they'd be like, oh, you're playing Pokemon. There's like 300 people here. Can you evaluate my team? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because I'm playing Pokemon doesn't Hold mean on, like I, just because just because I'm playing this doesn't mean I, I I know how to like build the team. So, um, I started watching a bunch of like YouTubers, you know, like Wolfie, Cybertron, um, the people that are good, and I was like, I just don't learn this way. I just like I'm sure people can like pull up YouTube, type in like contemporary dance and like watch the youtube video and be like okay i got it and then they start like dancing in their living room and like it's perfect i'm like i can't do that i just that's not the way i yeah, learned for so, sure um i was like you know what i i'm sure people pay like do coaching i'm gonna find a vgc coach uh and they were like here's my rate and i was like mm, that's expensive i was like let's do it though like if i'm gonna go all in like yeah if we're gonna do it, 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 it like, gonna holds do you, it. yeah and it like holds you accountable and it's just I think uh, it's it's made me a slightly better VGC player, I guess. I mean, I did qualify for player cups too, but I think there was a little luck there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a, um, there's some luck in VGC sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, critical hits, you know, RNG. <laughs> somebody somebody flare blitzes and they get a burn. You're like, really? I've never even yeah. seen that. <laughs> All right, cool. You got two critical hits in a row. Sweet. All right. Well, I, 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 flinched, lost this one. <laughs> I flinched. I flinched. I flinched. Oh, I'm asleep now. We're chilling. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I like I like VGC. I I like the uh, 
I think compared to the TCG, VGC has scratched that itch because um, everything is contained in the game itself, so you don't have to worry about like calling a judge because they drew too many cards or whatnot. And I don't think TCGO scratches that itch compared to like sitting across from a person and like shuffling your cards. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like that's what I really miss from like competitive TCGO is like playing in person and i don't need that for vgc because if, if it was in person we wouldn't be talking to each other anyways we right. would just be holding our switches and then doing the moves and then walking away yeah i feel i feel like i feel that because i feel the competitive aspect of like like especially during the covid times it's uh it's more authentic when it comes to vgc as far as tcgo just because i, I don't it's hard to explain kind of more like i guess the system as far as how vgc is it's like that's it you know there's no computer variance that's i mean although well, there is but like you know physical tcg is all human interaction and stuff yeah and like and what you get with vgc is what you would get if you went to a regionals except for like yeah and i also um i also just think that tcg is just so, so hard to watch for somebody who just has never played it yeah, absolutely. I I, tell, I was telling people on my last episode, I was like, when you go watch the regionals, like or like internet, they got the TCG stream and the VGC one. VGC is all you know. It's it's football. It's the Super Bowl. When you watch the TCG, it's golf. Like <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you better leave golf alone like that, homie. Bro, but they're like, he's going up for the putt. He's gonna hit the putt, and then that's how they act in VGC or TCG. That's, VGC, that's, they're like, that's true. That is true. The critical hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very true. It's like, all right, they drew seven cards. Let's see if he pulled an energy. I don't think so. I'm not seeing an energy in his hand. What is he gonna do? All right, he's gonna ultra ball, and it's like, yeah, that is that is exactly what they do. But you know, when I did when I did stream TCGO, uh, it would be like nonstop questions of like. What does that card do? Why did you do that? Why are you why are you throwing away cards? Why are you going back into your deck? Um, why are you drawing cards? Why did they do that? Um, what does this ability do? Whereas like with VGC, uh, I people don't really ask those kind of questions, right? They're like, this big old Pokemon used a water type move, and that Pokemon over there has a fire on his tail, so he has to be fire, and oh, <laughs> that did a lot of damage. Like it's just it's it's like easier to comprehend. Um, and it's visually like more appealing. Yeah, absolutely. So but I I don't know if that changed before COVID. But every time I went to any like regionals or, or or nationals, like the the TCG crowd was like, we have like three thousand TCG people here and like eight hundred VGC people here. Like there was always more TCG people at every tournament I went to. But when you like look on Twitch or something, it's like the opposite. It's like there are more people watching. I think I've I've had a theory about that. One, because it's all online. And then, and then a lot of people who, uh, you know, they play like the off rules or the Smogons and stuff like that. Um, they do that more than they do like compete in VGC. And I feel like that's why there's a bigger online presence as far as VGC goes, as far as rather than in person, if that makes sense. Oh, right, right. All right. Because there's also singles and then yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Smogon and everything. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's like that, because we were talking about that a long time ago, about how, like, you look at the numbers, which, honestly, I think I think the last two regionals, VGC was, like, because Sword and Shield was uh, legal for the tournaments, that it was, like, the numbers were going way up. 
Like, I think it was, what was it? Bowman, you were in Dallas. Wasn't it like almost half and half at Dallas? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I, that wasn't, wasn't Dallas, Dallas was like the right before COVID. Yeah. DGC regional in like three or four years. Yeah. 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 They had, like, almost, they had literally almost matched the TCG numbers for masters. It was wild. Yeah. It was like right before COVID hit. It was like VGC had like a ton February, of momentum. Right? Yeah. They had a ton of momentum going in until COVID happened. Cause I remember it was big in uh Collinsville. We were in Collinsville too. Why well, I even yeah, ask you we about Dallas? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's where it was. Seemed like it was trending, and I feel like it. It probably would have died down eventually, though, just because people would have been like, "Man, I hate this," or bring back the national deck. Through, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, in VGC for a while, it was just everyone <laughs> complaining about Togekiss. Oh yeah. Wait, Togekiss was uh, not, like big of a deal. I I didn't understand that honestly, and it was like when they did the ban when when they banned all of it to do series six. Like series six was cool for like for me for like three four weeks, and then I was tired of it. I was already ready for series seven, and then uh, series seven came out, and I'm in, I'm having fun. I haven't really played that much this month, but it's fun. I like it. Yeah, series seven is all right. Yeah. Wait, I'm, what's series seven? A legendary's dog. Just not box legendaries. Oh man, wait till they bring my boy Evil Tall in. I would be excited. <laughs> I love Evil Tall. I had another question. Oh, I forgot. Bowman, you got anything? I'm, until I think of a question. Um. Oh, what no. are you? What are, uh? What are, what are some of your predictions for uh the 25th anniversary coming up? Oh boy, what you what um... you got for me? I don't think anything exciting. I mean, like, we know they're working on Detective Pikachu for the Switch. Uh, so probably that. Pokemon Sleep is still something, I guess, that probably exists. Uh, Pokemon Snap will probably come out next year. Probably be a Switch game. It's like one other thing that they said they were working on. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, the, 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 uh, the, the MOBA game. Unite. Oh, yeah, Pokemon Unite. Yeah. I, I think all that is, like, enough, right? Like... Like I guess they could do another game, but I feel like that's like a pretty big. I don't want already. Detective Pikachu. I want a Gen Four remake. Well, Detective Pikachu is made by Creatures. It's not made by Game Freak. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Either way, I don't want it. I just, I just oh, you know, you know what I forgot to do in your intro. I forgot to be like full disclosure. He's partnered with DNA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't let them know about that. Um. God, I had another question I wanted to ask you. What um, what what team did you use to uh make it to the Players Cup three or two or whatever? Oh, Player Cup uh two. I used um Dragapult in DD, and then I had uh Urshifu Togekiss. Um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on one of them. Urshifu and Togekiss, and then I also had uh Slowbro, Galarian Slowbro with uh, Quick Claw actually. Interesting. Um, Is that a trick uh, room team or? Uh, Slowbro could trick room um, to reverse it, and then um, it didn't matter for Slowbro because quick quick draw would activate and he'd go first anyways. Yeah, that or, that raises was... speed. If Players Cup yeah. three was tomorrow, what's you running? Um, if I was to do Players Cup 3 tomorrow, I'd probably run the team I'm running right now, which is 
Metagross Spectrier, uh, Metagross Weakness Policy, Spectrier can bulldoze to activate it, and then Porygon 2 um, to reverse Trick Room uh, if needed, or if they set up Tailwind. And then there is... Oh gosh, why do I always blank on my teams? I literally just built this team and ran it like a million times yesterday. Um, Porygon, Salamance is on the team. With Intimidate? Or, yep. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a special attacking Salamance with Intimidate, so I don't have to worry about getting intimidated. And then it ran um Tapu Koko. And one other Pokemon that I can't think of right now. I like it though. Um it's just I, I usually normally run bulky teams uh for VGC. Mm. And this is this is like a less bulky team. Like Tapu Koko is kind of fragile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's gonna switch. I was kind of, I was kind of uh, a little upset, but like, oh, I guess Grimmsnarl was the last one. Grimmsnarl, oh, that's my man. That's our, that's our mascot <laughs> for the channel. Aside, that's my man. Nah, dog, <laughs> we're not the empty dimps for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was kind of uh, upset, but at the same time, I kind of understand why they didn't give us the uh, the uh, move tutor moves from Isle of Armor for the Tapus. That would have been insane. But I get it. Oh yeah, I, I no, they're all pretty good already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember right before uh, Crown Tundra came out, everybody was like, "Bro, Tapu Lele with expanding force." Think about that while you go to sleep tonight. And I'm like, "Oh, bro, that would be insane." But nah, not today. Yeah, <laughs> not today. The only one that's not really that good is Bulu, but everyone else is still pretty good. Like Lele is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You're, listen. Bulu is, will always be the greatest tapu. What you mean? Uh, just because of Vika Volt Bulu, bro? Did you play That's that? That's exactly right. Oh I did play God. that. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, back on TCG, did you guys... You'll probably talk about this Monday, but uh, did you guys see the uh, trailer for the new stuff coming out? For Yeah, the the Urshifu and the single strike and rapid strike. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they said that it would be like similar to like gym leader stuff. I think so. Um, uh, I'm not. Later stuff was just like these are all Erica's Pokemon. These are all Lieutenant Surge's Pokemon, and so they they work together. Yeah, I, it'll be something similar to that because if it's Rapid Strike, everything that's has Rapid Strike labeled on it, right? All yeah, synchronized and yeah. Single Strike same way. Um, I'm not gonna start throwing some knowledge of what you think of, or not knowledge, but like questions like. How do you think it's gonna make the format look like? <laughs> It'd be like uh, ADP dog. <laughs> yeah, just ADP. Um, no, it, it seems cool. It's it's kind of I'm I'm curious like who at Game Freak has like this love for Urshifu because Urshifu <laughs> is was like the whole point of the Isle of Armor, um, and that's fine. And then like Urshifu is was like is is this dominant force in vgc like it is like top three i think and it's yeah i think actually the f number one i think it is oh yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it raised yeah. to number one um but yeah i mean urshifu makes you like in the vgc or if you don't know what it does like urshifu's um ability makes it so you cannot protect um so you can't protect in front of urshifu which is very dramatic in a double battle um, because he just he'll just hit through it, and then there's say his signature move. Uh, the dark one is wicked blow, and then the water one is surging strikes. It always critical hits. Um, so that's like really frustrating because light screen reflect, intimidate. None of those matter. Um, burning though, 
burning woodwork. Um, so like, I guess that same person is like, Hey, we love the Urshifu still put in the TCG <laughs> and make two cards. And like, which is like fine. Um, I'd be curious if like in not the next after that, because I think what what is the Urshifu stuff is in March? Yeah. February, March. Yeah. I'm it, the next March. Probably set would feature the like Galarian Maltre Zapdos Articuno since those were like the highlights of Crown Tundra. Yeah. I want yeah, they were they were talking about trademark or they trademarked V Union. And um after what I've seen with Urshifu, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be Calyrex's thing. Um which would be weird if they didn't drop Calyrex this time next year or like the February set, since that's technically a new mechanic. But that seems like so far away though. <laughs> so I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. I like I, I do agree with you though that after this set, like the the birds will come out and they'll have a thing. And then like mm -hmm. probably that'll be the what... birds are always bad. <laughs> I don't think they've ever made like a good Zapdos. I'm just, or... I, I guess like the, the well, one Zapdos is okay. I was about to say, yeah, the one that was played in Zapdos well, Mal... is pretty good. Moltres is pretty good. Like in VGC. Boy. Oh, in VGC. Oh, in VGC, yeah. But I can't think of like a decent Articuno card they've ever printed. Uh, Articuno GX. Articuno GX was really good in control. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Art the, uh, yeah. GX. standard or standard? Control. Huh? Was that expanded or standard? No, standard. Oh, standard. Oh, okay. It had its uh the GX attack it was Cold Crush where it discarded all the energy on on the Pokemon, but like on both sides, and it could just like you just attach a water and bench it, and it moves to the active, and then. You just stall oh, them out. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, I hated that it was card. Like stalling, yeah. <laughs> but Moltres, no, I don't. I haven't seen a. They haven't seen a good Moltres card in ever. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of one while we were having this discussion, and I yeah. can't think of one. So, uh, actually, yeah. So they would probably do like a a set featuring the birds, and then another set featuring Calyrex, probably. I could I could see that, but they were talking about um. Well, so that would be the summer set. So yeah, that could be Calyrex. Because I know like they were talking about like a special 25th anniversary evolution style set in November, which not good for competitive, but really good for collectors kind of mm -hmm. thing. I read about that. Um, who knows? It's all speculation. I just hope uh, Galarian Moltres is like evil tall EX in any way. I'd be pretty excited. I miss that card. <laughs> Was my favorite. Yeah, I was bummed the last Darkrai card was pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Darkrai GX sucked. Yeah, it was good and expanded. Nah, it still sucked. What you mean, man? It pulled the energy from the discard. Bro, dark I pulse. said what I said. <laughs> yeah, I was really bummed Darkrai GX wasn't like the heavy hitter, like the two Darkrai Dark EXs. Was. Yeah. Man, that's a, that's a bummer. That but, was uh, right about the time that I got into the TCG it was like towards the end of Mega Ray into Darkrai EX. Oh yeah, I I remember Mega Ray. Yeah, Mega Ray was my baby. That's why we <laughs> like <laughs> That's why we like Eternatus, dog. It Ray is, Fernandez. It's the it's the dark Mega Ray. It's it's been the deck I've loved since it came. Yeah, but out. it's not because it's not as good. No, but it's it's cool. It's it's just it's the smash hand, dog. It's the smash hand. <laughs> I liked the like one month where Ram Charizard was good. 
Oh, Yo, same. <laughs> same, dude. That's the deck that got me back into Pokemon. I yeah, know. that was I, that, I, when. What was that set called? The fire uh, set. Unbroken bonds. Unbroken bonds. That was a good set. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I bought one of them single pack blisters at Walmart and pulled the rainbow rare Reshizard, uh, and I was like, oh. sold that thing immediately at internet. <laughs> like, Wasn't that the set when greens came out? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Dedenne, Dedenne GX came out. Welder came out. Yeah, Dedenne wasn't that that welder. Yeah. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Greens was such a pain. Oh, did you get your? You said you got your money back for the scam, right? I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I heard about that. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meyer. They just they at the end of it, they just didn't seem to care that much. The um, other the other thing that cracked me up from I don't know if it was that one or the episode before was when you were explaining Meyer because like I knew what a Meyer was and I was like understanding why you were explaining what a Meyer was. Right, I was just yeah. like <laughs> I didn't even know you guys had Meyer up in Wisconsin. Uh, thought, we just got them two years ago. I thought that was a Detroit thing or a Michigan thing. Yeah, no, we we have like five of them now. That's it. Look at y'all. Coming, moving up in the world. Yeah, they were. It was sweet. They were all twenty-four hours at one point, and then they realized it didn't work in Wisconsin, so now they're not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're fixing to wrap this up. Um, before we do, and before uh, all that, since you dogged the places I mentioned in Milwaukee, top three restaurants you would go to, like you would recommend to anybody coming in and visiting oh, yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, AJ Bombers. Which Ooh, what's that? AJ Bombers. AJ uh, Bombers. Yeah, okay. yeah. They spun off from Sobelman's, which was a different hamburger place. Uh, but they they won a bunch of Food War stuff on Food Network. That's cool. Uh, oh, that is. They cool. they just have a bunch of peanut butter. Bur- they have like a bunch of burgers, and they do the peanut butter burger and everything. So, I don't know what that is, but I'm intrigued. They, they put peanut butter on a hamburger. It's pretty all right. I have to, I have to try. I can't believe I've never been there. My- right, they're good. They're good. Um, another restaurant I would probably do Elsa's on Park. Uh, that's the name of it. Elsa's on Park. Uh, they're 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 good. I mean, they kind of got a little of everything. Uh, they have like a bigger bar. It, w- w- Elsa's weird because they like look really fancy, and then you walk in, and like half the people are like in business attire because it's like downtown and then the other half of people are just in street clothes and you're just like all right we're here <laughs> <Yeah>. okay uh, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like when you go to like an olive garden and then you see the like one table all in like prom outfits and you're like yeah oh, all right it works. you like show That's up in like, like your joggers and you're like the hoodie and you're just like all right all right <laughs> Like business people on the side of the restaurant, every every other schmu- uh, <laughs> schmuck on the other side of the restaurant. It, it's fine. We're all happy here. The food's good. Uh, um, last restaurant, I would probably say Pizza Man, which I, think I feel I've like been every there. state every state has like a Pizza Man, but none of them are related to each other. <laughs> yeah. I think I've been there. I've... Yeah, Milwaukee's Pizza Man is good. Yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, when, when I was telling Bowman before he came on here, I was like, he's from Milwaukee. We're finna, I'm finna go down memory lane. Oh, he does a podcast? That's whatever. We're going to talk about Milwaukee the whole time. <laughs> he's going to be like, I hate it here. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I are looking to move, but it's more than just the city. Mostly like getting closer to friend, fa- family and friends. 
Oh, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> I would want. So why why are you in Milwaukee? Is it just? I've job? always been Milwaukee. Oh. Um, and since I'm just a streamer slash content creator, I can live anywhere. But my wife came down. My wife's from Minnesota. She came to Milwaukee to go to Marquette. Um, and then she got a job after Marquette. We've just been here. But all our oh. friends, all our family. What's that hot dog uh, place out there by Marquette? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know its name, though. I, I feel like they've changed their name like four times. They had the Wisconsin dog that had like macaroni and cheese in it. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It was so gross, yet so good. I, I Honestly, I didn't even know that was where Dwayne Wade went to college at until like I was there. And like everybody oh. reminded me that he went to college there. There is a place in West Dallas called Peanut Butter Deli Jelly. Peanut butter and jelly deli, and they have a peanut butter and jelly hot dog, and it's <sighs> awesome. What? That sounds the best, amazing. If we're, if we're counting Chicago in this conversation, I think the best hot dog joint out of all of them is Gene and Jude's. That's like right off the airport by O'Hare. I don't know if you've been there or not, but uh, I don't. Th- I don't. I try not to eat around. O'Hare. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like not around. It's like. I feel like you're heading towards O'Hare from like downtown and uh, Gene and Jude's is like the hot dog joint. Also, Al's Italian beef. If you haven't been there and you've been to Chicago, you're missing out. Go to Al's Italian beef. But anyway, that's the last time we're going to plug some food. My man's <laughs> making me hungry. I miss the food up there. I really do. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Steve, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate yeah, thanks for it. Me. Um, it's been a blast. I'm not fanboying or anything. I kept my composure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that deep. But uh, as I tell everybody who does come on here, you're always welcome back. Uh, just not nope. the next episode. Um, so if you ever have any TCG, you need the TCG scoop, dog. Just hit me up. But the floor is yours for any plugs, shout outs, anything you want to talk about. Sure, Cheers and sure. Uh, um, we'll cut out of here. Uh, pretty easy to find me. Uh, I just go by P K M N C A S T on everything, uh, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, etc. Just short for Pokemon Podcast. Uh, otherwise, easier to remember PokemonPodcast.com. I got good SEO on that one, uh, <laughs> so that that works out. But that's it. That's it. I do I do a podcast every Monday. Stream on Twitch five days a week. So that's what I do for a living. Did you Did you get your Spotify thing fixed? Yeah, yeah. So Spotify is a nightmare. But Bro, yeah, I sit there waiting on it all day Monday. <laughs> I was like, where is it? And then I Let me found tell you, it, Spotify yeah. fans are also like very dedicated to Spotify and they will let you know. I'm like, hey, it's not on Spotify. It's like, I, look, there's nothing I can do. This is not how, like, I don't manually upload my podcast to Spotify every Monday. It's, no, not, it's on I, them. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't realize it was on a different one until like the next day on my podcast grinder i listen to like six podcasts at work on tuesdays yeah but um anyway thanks again man i do appreciate it and uh if you haven't played sephiroth and smash if you don't play smash go do it (laughs) (laughs) once again special thanks to my man sbj steve from pkmncast go follow him on twitter instagram tiktok youtube twitch the whole nine yards, he's there, just PKMNCast. You can't miss it. P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. So thanks again. It was an honor, a privilege, and I'm super stoked to bring this interview to you guys. The video version of that, obviously, will be on YouTube on Wednesday. We do those now, so check out the Floaty Cast on YouTube. 
Last bit of news. Players Cup 3 coming soon. Uh, next month, I wouldn't want to say, like January sometime. Uh, you've probably seen it on Twitter. But it's the same business if you're a TCG player. You just uh, get your 50... Log in from, I think it was like October to like January. If you've logged into your PTCGO account, you will get 50 event tickets or keys. Tournament keys. That's right. Yeah, it was tournament keys. You get 50 of those. You got to get as much rep as possible. And... Um, you know, top 256 from Europe, Latin America, and North America uh, will go into the qualifiers. And then uh, top 128 from Oceania. I made it last time. I'm going to try and do it again. And uh, for VGC, you qualify by signing up for the IC event. I'm going to do that again as well. I tried last time. I did really bad, but maybe we get a little bit better. Hopefully. Speaking of VGC, Scott, our other co-host, and I are in the middle of a draft league. I beat him one zip. I think we talked about it last time. But I will actually... We didn't get that one on YouTube, but I'm going to actually try and record those and put those on YouTube. Just like Smash Bros. I've been getting down and dirty with Sephiroth. Uh, Y'all know how hyped I am about that. But um, I'm going to try and get some gameplay of those. I'm not good, but they're... A lot of fun. So I'm going to try and get those on YouTube as well. So subscribe to FloatyCast on the YouTube channel. You know you want to. And um, guys, it's Christmas time. Um, I'm super, super excited. I got all my Christmas shopping done. And like I said, I try to keep this episode a little bit short because it is Christmas. And um, so at this point, we're going to just do the plugs. The whole nine yards, I've been pumping the YouTube a little bit. But uh, I still stream... Sundays, Tuesdays, and Fridays on twitch.tv slash FlowTCast. Go check it out. Also, we still are selling merch on FlowTKAllDay.com. Go check that out for sure. Um, and honestly, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. The whole nine yards. And um, I'm, I'm excited. Next week will be the last episode of the year and what a hell of a year it was for the floaty cast um so we'll we'll do a little we'll do a little uh reminiscent on the year i know it was kind of bad for uh a lot of people because covid happened but you know it was there's always a diamond in the rough so i'm i'm uh i'm super excited and uh yeah i can't wait for that episode but that being said, guys, I hope you all have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And we will see you guys for the next one. Like I said, all the plugs, they are in there. Links will be in the description. And once again, we love you all. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.